to another episode of Access Ability. I'm your host, Laura. I'm a white woman with bright blue hair, shaved on one side, wearing a pink t-shirt. Today's episode of Access Ability is going to be a little bit different to the usual structure we do with this show, because I'm struggling a little bit with recurrent illness today, and rather than not record an episode, I thought I would take some time to talk a little bit about a big picture idea that we talk about in the abstract sometimes on this channel, but this week I have a sort of real world example of myself to talk about that can put some of these big picture ideas into some slightly clearer context. I've talked about this on episodes of Accessibility before, but accessibility needs in gaming are rarely, if ever, a constant. Just because someone's accessibility needs are a certain set of support options today, doesn't mean that those options will be the same that they need tomorrow. Just because someone doesn't need accessibility support settings today, doesn't mean they won't need them tomorrow. Accessibility and access needs are very rarely rigid, and it's really important that we think about them as something that can change over time, as that's fundamentally something I see misunderstood by a lot of people who both disregard that they will ever need accessibility setting support, or game developers who think of video game accessibility as very static and immovable, who often don't make accessibility settings as varied as they realistically need to be to help in the real world. So today, on Accessibility, I'm going to be talking about myself. I'm going to be talking about some of the illnesses that are currently affecting me and making it more difficult for me to play video games, and some of the accessibility needs that, over the last week or so, I have found that I've needed increasingly more often, and will probably need again in the future. This week's accessibility episode is to talk about some accessibility setting support options that I didn't need, let's say, two weeks ago, but I do need right now. Right now, when I record this episode of accessibility, I'm dealing with pretty severe hearing loss on my left side, chronic fatigue, and some chronic pain issues in my face. None of these are permanent, but all of them are likely to pop up again down the line, and each time they do, they're likely to impact my ability to play video games, as they're doing right now. First up, my hearing. As an autistic gamer, hearing issues have always been an intermittent barrier to gaming for me. I generally struggle with auditory processing issues, difficulty separating out sounds from one another, which generally makes following in-game audio in complex scenes tricky for me on the best of days. However, right now, my ear issues are more physical in nature, while still likely a result of my being autistic. Autistic people are estimated to have around four times the risk of inner ear infections and blockages compared to the general population. It's common for autistic people to have one of their ears be physically a slightly different shape than normal, and as a result become prone to chronic inner ear issues across their lives. For me personally, this comes in the form of maybe once a year finding my left ear becomes painfully blocked. I suffer with constant throbbing earache, as well as losing around 90% of my hearing on that side, usually for around three weeks at a time. Currently, I can basically not hear anything on my left side. When you pair that with the struggles that I already have, focusing on specific sources of audio as an autistic person, I'm really struggling with a lot of gaming tasks currently, as well as day-to-day -day life. So, what accessibility settings are currently helpful for me on a temporary basis? Well, 
games that support turning stereo audio into mono audio allow me to hear all game audio in my right ear, so nothing is being missed if I play games with headphones on, such as while I'm streaming. Additionally, subtitles become more important than usual to me. They're always important, but extra so at the moment. And the ability to balance game audio, to turn down non-essential sounds in an audio mix so that I'm only hearing the most gameplay important audio, helps me to follow along while my hearing is limited. Lastly, games that allow for transcribing spoken voice chat into written text on screen are currently more accessible for me than other multiplayer titles. Next up, Chronic Fatigue. While chronic fatigue issues are somewhat of a staple in my life, the causes for that fatigue can change over time. Often, as an autistic person, chronic fatigue becomes an issue when I've been travelling for work, dealing with large amounts of back-to-back socialisation. I can push through complex social situations, but then I come home and find myself physically exhausted for several days, trying to recover from large amounts of deliberate social output. However, currently my fatigue is a result of my being ill. Since having COVID-19 a few weeks ago, I have found that I've had intermittent issues with exhaustion, in part due to my breathing feeling at times more shallow than it was before. I can work through it by focusing on deep breathing exercises when I notice it, but it's notably impacted my overall level of energy during the daytime when it intermittently impacts me. On top of my current ear issues, I'm dealing with an additional source of chronic pain, occasional phantom tooth pain that has periodically come and gone since getting COVID-19. The pain has no apparent cause and seems to just be random nerve misfires, and it mostly feels like chewing on tinfoil at random moments. Put alongside the chronic pain flare-ups from my ear, and I've been constantly low-level distracted and exhausted. So, what gaming accessibility support options currently help me to play while fatigued and in pain? Well, one of the biggest supports is games that allow for pausing at any moment. While I love games like Elden Ring or Dark Souls, I can't reasonably play them during fatigue or pain flare-ups, because I can't pause if I feel myself falling asleep in my chair, or I'm suddenly distracted by pain and need to take a break until my focus returns. I've spent a lot of this week playing a game called Vampire Survivor while I'm ill. The game does allow pausing at any time, uh, it is a single analogue stick game where players fight monsters using attacks that automatically fire on a repeating timer. While players do need to dodge enemy attacks and hit monsters approaching them, during much of the gameplay, particularly later in runs, damage output is somewhat automated and, often with a good build, momentarily being distracted by pain or exhaustion won't be a huge deal, as your character will likely continue to defend themselves pretty effectively from basic incoming attacks. I bring up these accessibility support needs that I currently have to demonstrate in practice something that I talk about in theory, in the abstract, a lot on this show. The idea that just because you don't need an accessibility support setting today doesn't mean you won't in the future. In particular, I talked about this a lot in our episode about gaming and ageing, the fact that most of us as we age will start to rely more and more often on accessibility support designed for disabled people, but here's how I would put this. Even if you can't care about accessibility because it doesn't impact you personally, it could impact you personally sooner than you know. Accessibility needs can crop up out of nowhere from a myriad of causes, and 
Some of them will be temporary needs, some of them will be permanent needs, some of them will gradually appear over time, and some will be sudden. Even if you don't care about the accessibility needs of others, you don't know when you might need accessibility support for yourself suddenly out of the blue, and if you can't care about it for other people, care about it because it could impact you a lot more quickly than you realise. Often, when I talk to video game developers about disability, one of the big things that I try and talk about is the fact that game developers often treat disabilities as distinct categories. Distinct categories that are fixed, immutable, unchanging, and very easy to categorise. You'll hear game developers talk about deaf players, hard of hearing players, blind players, players with motor control disabilities, as distinct separate groups that are somewhat of a monolith. You'll hear solutions proposed that talk about these groups as if the standard uh, boilerplate explanation of that group is the only one that exists, and if you can solve accessibility needs for them, you, you've solved everything. Very rarely do you hear game developers talk about accessibility as something fluid, as something that is intersectional. You very rarely hear game developers talk about disabilities in terms of how they overlap with each other, or as things that can come and go in severity, that will impact people for a time and then maybe not. Video game developers are in this stage right now where they look at disabilities as static problems to be solved, and I think fundamentally we need to get to a point where developers see disability as much more of a fluid thing, because so many needs that disabled players have can change in severity and in intensity, and the solutions that are going to help are often not as simple as helping one static group from a fixed perspective. Accessibility support in video games needs to be common, extensive, and customizable, because you don't know when you're going to suddenly find yourself in need of accessibility support. You don't know when you're going to need just a little bit of support, or a lot of support, it could come out of nowhere, and it's very difficult to predict what kind of support you might need. You might only need a little piece of support for something that crops up for a little while, or you might need more extensive support on a permanent basis. Video game accessibility needs to adapt to the fact that accessibility support is granular and the needs of players can come and go on a lot more variables than developers tend to think about. 